today comes from Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, and we're going to begin in verse 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at a table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. That is the word, and this is Hear the Word. Welcome to episode two. I'm Rich. And I'm Matt. And it's great to be back with you, Matt. Great to be back with you, What's buddy. What's up, man? And it, I tell you Loving what. Loving this. <laughs> yeah. We have, man, we've missed you guys, honestly. We've missed being together because, honestly, Matt and I really haven't seen each other since we recorded the first one. We recorded, one. and I haven't seen you since. Yeah, we haven't seen each other since. We Our schedules have just been so crazy. And, honestly, we we wanted to do one a lot sooner, and, and we had Bible Bowl and retreats, couples retreats, family retreats in there, and and all everything in between. And so it was just a little bit crazy for the last couple of weeks, but we were bound to determine we were going to do one this week, and we really want to say a note of thanks to everybody, all of you who yeah, listened to the first episode. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. I mean, we so many, uh, I mean, really, for this kind of being the first out, we've got, over, what, about 350 likes on our Facebook page, where, you know, we we... I think it was right around seventy listens to yeah. to the uh, to the to podcast. The episode. Yeah, to the episode, and um, you know that's pretty good for right out of the gate. That's pretty good. So and it was a new deal. Yeah, Just I mean, kind of, was, out of out of out of left field almost. Not, yes. not, not without a lot of you know introduction or there wasn't a lot of. It was just a free flow, and we're ready. Yeah. And we're, you know, as we said in that first episode, we're learning. You know, we've got some, we got some great feedback. Grow with us. Yeah, grow with us. Uh, we got some great feedback from you guys. And uh, we, you know, both positive and constructive criticism and things that we're going to listen to and pay attention to and do better at. Uh, we're not perfect, obviously, but, but, uh, but boy, we're, we're, we're trying to be like the one who is perfect, trying to be like the Savior. So, um, so we're, we're. You know, we learn from our mistakes, and we also sort of lead with our mistakes. So if we mess up, you know, we want you to know. We 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 do realize in the last episode there were a couple of times where we said something, and then we sort of turned around and did the very thing we said we weren't going to do. And you know, I mean, that's just sort of you know part of the learning process. Is you know, we, we exactly. feel like, we feel like kind of kids, you know, with, <laughs> with this to a point, you know, trying to grow up and and get better at it. So, but. Um, but yeah, so we we are just thrilled to death, and we just we thank you so much for listening to us. Now again, and I want to remind everybody, you can be a part of the show. You have an opportunity to put your questions out there to us as we go through future episodes. Um, there's a few ways that you can reach us. You can go to hearTheWord.net. Now right now that that'll just redirect you right to our Facebook page. Eventually there will be a website there, but right now it takes you right to our Facebook page. Please share that. Uh, share the posts that are on there, but feel free to post uh, comments, questions, whatever you have right there, and uh, and we will definitely see that. You can go to at HTWord, that's our Twitter handle. You can um, follow us there. And then and everything that we pretty much post, to be honest, on Facebook is in and up over on Twitter as well. But uh, hopefully one of these days we'll, 
we'll be able to, to do a little bit more with unique with each. Uh, but you can post questions there as well to us. You can tweet a question to us. Just use the, the hashtag HTW podcast. That's hashtag HTW podcast. We'll be sure to see that. You can always email us at letuspray at heartheword.net. And that'll be good for questions. And it'll also be good for prayer requests, which we will talk about at the end of the episode. We end on a prayer every episode. Uh, so you can reach Matt at Matt. At, uh, Matt's at Matt at heartheword.net. I'm Rich at heartheword.net, so you can reach us individually there. Um, so anyway, so just get that administrative stuff sort of up and out of the way, but those are the ways that you can reach out to us, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we kind of go through the through the episode today. Um, well, uh, Matt, how's uh, how's your week been? Now, since we haven't really seen each other, you know, we can, you know, haven't really had a chance to really just chat and talk. So uh, what's been going on with you, buddy? It's been busy, but it's been great. The family retreat we had was total relaxation. That's cool. It really was good. It was good for the kids. They had – we played softball, and I'm sore, can't even <laughs> stand up, and basketball, and just – it wasn't a – it was a set. It was a schedule, but it wasn't a, a aggressive schedule. I right, guess. Right. 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 It was a relaxed schedule. Nice. Eat. We're gonna have a devo singing. Perfect. That's great. So that was really good. Work's been pretty good. That's good. Uh, steady. Yeah. School. I'm going to the National School of Preaching. That's great, man. And uh, it is. It is it's eye opening, isn't it? Man? Oh man, it is so refreshing. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to sit at the feet of these guys who are just like, yes. I mean, really spiritual. I mean, Tom giants. Holland is like a, I mean, guy knows it. In, in he and out. knows it in and out. He can just thumb that Bible and never open it and just know, give you it. chunks of scripture. Boys, he never looks at it. You know, and and a lot of those uh, professors or teachers or. Whatever they want to, mm-hmm. I don't know what they even want to be called, but I just call them brothers. Yeah, I call yeah, them. absolutely. And they're good with that. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's so good to see, you know, young people in the brotherhood wanting to be preachers. Yeah, I'm absolutely. like, man, this is so – just like we were wanting to talk about these this referee deal. Oh, I know. Can you believe this this stuff that's going on? This is this is insane. We were we were chatting a little bit about this before the show. These refs, I mean, it, there's two deals now. And and you coming from a guy who played football. You yes. played football in high school. And I just right off the top, I've seen refs get hit. Sure. I've seen it happen. I've heard them say, "Hey, we'll try to get out of your way, but if we're in your way, Run us over. Right. And I've also heard refs say, hey, watch out for us and we'll watch out for you. I've right. heard that, but that's just ball. Yeah. But, I mean, these two incidents, the the first one about the two boys, where were they? Tech from they were Texas, te- they were right? They were in Texas. This is, yeah, this is crazy. These two guys, this, is, um, uh, this happened on the 4th. This actually happened over the weekend, September the 4th. Okay. That's how far back it goes. But, of course, the, 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 the story is still in the news. This is uh, uh, from John Jay High School in uh, San Antonio. Uh, following a September 4th game at a rival school, two players were caught on camera hitting referee Robert Watts from behind. Now, you probably saw this video 
floating around on Facebook or social media or in just in the news in general, it, I mean, it was it's, blatant. It, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty blatant. Yeah, to, it's. To see. I mean, it's it's bad. Yeah, I mean, they it, you can tell that they're very much seems to be an effort on their part to take because the second guy down. one dives in on it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like the first one. You're like, well, down. maybe he was going for the play, yeah. but the second one was like the crusher. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to push him down. You put his, you put your foot on his throat and hold <laughs> right. him down. Yeah, know, exactly. Kind of thing. And so, so I mean, so this. Well, then it comes. So then, it, it, it you know, this happens, and, and the story kind of dies this, out, and it kind of dies out a little bit. The story, you know, they're they're doing an investigation. The T double T double S double A, right? They're doing an investigation, um, uh, or you know, the, the football association there doing an investigation, trying yeah, to figure it's out. Because this in Texas. This right? is in Texas, yeah. not Tennessee. I'm sorry. And the uh, next one is TWS. That's right. And so they 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 get to investigating. Did was this on purpose or not? And 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 not just was it on purpose. Did it come from one of the coaches? I I mean. I just gotta duck my head, <laughs> shame you just for that. Shake your head. I mean, just shaking your head. And so, come to find out that Mac Breed, who was the 29-year-old assistant coach, allegedly admitted to school officials that he, in fact, ordered the players to blindside this ref because he had used racial slurs. And again, this is allegedly he he used racial slurs. And had made several bad calls. Now this was ESPN reporting this when, right, when, when right. this sort of first came out. Um, so, uh, you know, as a result, these these guys and and I was looking to see. In fact, I was I was looking here on the internet to see, you know, sort of w- what it had. You know, and of course, there's you know, this guy comes out. He's got an attorney. Uh, released a statement, you know, saying, you know. Um, and I, I, I guess he resigned. I guess he resigned from his position. The coach, the did. coach did, and that he's re, quote unquote play, replayed the game in his mind many times, wondering how to, how it all went wrong, went wrong. And according to Breed, one of the black John Jay players told him that Watts used a. This is from a news story on NBC News. Used a racial slur toward him as a black male. He said, "Nothing offended Mac Breed more than being called racial epithet." except someone in a position of authority calling his players uh, by that. And so he says, though, while he was angry, he never explicitly told the players to hit the referee. So, of course, you know, now it becomes a he said, he said kind of right. situation. You know. um, but so the, the two players, uh, ages 15 and 17, they were suspended, ordered to attend an alternative school for 75 days, before they can return to John Jay in mid-January, their attorney said on Wednesday, they will not be allowed to rejoin the team. And rightly so, as far as I'm concerned. Rightly so. Rightly so. That is... You lose that privilege. You lose that privilege. Unsportsmanlike conduct at the minimum of what we're talking about. If you, you're you in high school, so mm-hmm. you've played ball for years. Yeah. You understand... What the re- regardless of whether he's a great ref, bad ref, bad calls, what he said, anything to that effect, mm-hmm. you still understand you don't do that. Right, right. And 
there's a couple things wrong with that. The players, if the coach said it to them, mm -hmm. if the coach did say go do that, they should have known something's not right with that. <laughs> right. I mean, right. you know, they can't use They're, the they excuse. They are intelligent. Yeah, they, they can't make, use the excuse, yeah. well, the coach forced me to do it. Yeah, he held a gun to my head. Yeah, He no, threw rocks at me. So they had the – they had – Every right to say, no, we're not going to do this. This is not right. Right. But if – and then if the coach didn't say that, it's still – the other end of that is why would you do that? Right. I see, and that's what – I look, I understand we are living in a time, right? It just really – I mean, we seem like we're living in a time where everybody wants immediate – instant gratification and justice for whatever wrongdoing they feel has been put on them put on them and yeah. don't, and and look this ref maybe this guy is a guy who goes around using racial slurs and saying things that he shouldn't say but you know at the same time where, where's the respect for the adults on the the guys who you know and they're kind of putting their necks on the line you, you want to take it up with him? You know, and I know a lot of people would say, well, if, he, if they'd gone through proper channels, uh, they never would have uh, gotten the justice that they so richly deserved, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. And this I sort of really goes back to this sort of victim mentality that it seems like so many people want to take on anymore. It's, it's you know... It's, it's on me, it's on me. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's like those... You've seen these... Have you ever seen the, the, those YouTube videos or those videos of, like, the soccer players, the guys on the, these, these you know, on these international soccer teams? You know, they, they you know, somebody comes up and, and they sort of... They almost, like, the guy rubs up against or bumps up against another guy and then he goes falling down yeah, and he's yeah, flailing yeah. all like over the Like in the basketball, that, too. Yeah, exactly. They'll act like they get hit. Oh, man, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. and, and it's it's sort of this... It's setting up this mentality of, of I'm going to take matters into my own hands rather than those young men going to the coach. And, and really the coach, assuming that the coach did, in fact, tell them to do this, um, instead of saying, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what's going to happen on this next play, you're going to have an open shot, okay? So here's what I want Get you to do. Him. Get him. You you put knock him, him down game. and you put your foot on his throat. Yep. You do whatever. You make sure he knows that he does, you know. Instead of saying that, saying, look, fellas. We're better than that. We're better than that. We're you not going to act. You know we're not supposed to do that. Right. We're not going to act like that on we're the field. We're not stooping to that level. Right. We're going to show you, respect. You know, that gives me – that. it is such a – Great parallel to why God gave the Israelites the law mm -hmm. to know what was right and what was wrong. That's right. If and like you said, now people are turning away from Christianity mm -hmm. and the beliefs of the Bible, and they're getting to their own opinion, the way that they. Uh, the way they feel is right, mm -hmm. and this is the type of stuff that gets born out of that mm -hmm. because they're not – how – I just can't – I can't even get in my mind why a coach would say that. Why would an adult tell 
A child. I mean, really a child. Yes. I mean, yes, they're, they're close. Young, they're young men, but I understand but that. But their brain still ain't there. Right, right. You still, they still need, they still need guidance. I mean, I was a 15-year-old And the ball boy. coaches, I mean, you would think, is the one. Oh, yeah. They, they really, and I tell you what, I've got a 15-year-old boy. He's going on 16. If I ever found out that he pulled a stunt like this, first of all, if I found out the coach told him, oh, yeah. the coach <laughs> would feel it. And then my boy would feel it. Yes. Because it's like, no, sir. No, sir. First of all, I don't care you, I don't care what the coach told you. You, you're an upright, breathing male who can think for himself. God gave you a brain. You know that ain't it, man. Right. And you know that's not you right. You know that's not that's right. That's not the principles we live by. Yes. You know, angry or not, I get it. I've been angry and I've done stupid things. I've 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 said things and done things as a reaction to my anger because I felt like I was being slighted. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I'm the one who ends up getting hurt worse because I tried to take matters into my own hands rather than take the high road. Instead of you know, taking the high road. Rather, and that's it. Yeah. Taking the high road. Yeah. Yeah. And it and then there's this other there was this other story that came out of, of Tennessee and this was this was the one about the uh, that the uh, TWS the Galton Glencliff game yeah and this was, and here's a funny side note to that uh-huh. the my boss at work uh-huh. her uh, nephew maybe uh-huh. plays for Glencliff oh, really? and they were at the game oh wow. So wow. she's like celebrity because she's been. <laughs> <laughs> she saw it firsthand. Yeah, I'm firsthand. Like, she was like, man. but I didn't even see that play. I was like, oh, oh no, you missed way, the really? play. Missed the play. <laughs> well, because you always, it's not uncommon for a ref to get hit. Right. You know that's not uncommon. Go ahead, tell them what's the so so the story. This and this is the story in the Tennessee. I just had to add that side note. No, that's good because I feel a part of this deal now. <laughs> well, you feel connected to yeah, it. Yeah, it's really. Galton. Yeah, exactly. Too. Well, you're right. Exactly. It's our our, our next door neighbor. Uh, and so the, the the story in the Tennessean is that um, this this Glencliff football player collide uh, collides with an official during the game, and the the. It came out, this, this is what the story says, Glencliff Sr. Malcolm Easley ran over umpire uh, Kyle Gill during the game and video of the col- uh, collision sparked debate over whether it was targeting, which is considered intentionally going after a referee, of course. It says the, Col- the Colts uh, coaching staff had originally disciplined Easley, including a one-game suspension, but the principal uh, there at Glencliff uh, overruled the staff's decision and lifted the suspension on Wednesday. Now, there's a twist to this story, the twist is that the coaches weren't involved. The coaches weren't involved in this one. But here's the twist. The twist is that the ref is suspect. Is suspect. <laughs> not because of what's going on specifically what happened there on the field, but because of possibly giving improper background information when he was hired on as an official. So he's been suspended for a completely separate thing. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. You know, so here we have another situation where you've got this player possibly acting on his own. The, I'll be honest. When I look at the video of that, that one could go either way, I like, think. Like, yeah, the, in the video, he, the, the ref is to the left of him, right? Yes. And so the play 
if I'm the if I'm the player and I'm looking at the offense, the play goes to my left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he goes to his left, the refs, of course, right there. So he's not looking at the ref; he's looking at the ball mm-hmm. going, and then he sees he hits the ref and pushes him down. Mm-hmm. I could see that being not intentional. Right. He realizes he hits the ref and. He's probably a little bit upset because he's in his way. Because right. I would be upset too. Like, oh, sure. really, the ref? Man, what are you doing? <laughs> right. I mean, it, because you're so intense right. on you're trying right to make that, that play. Yeah. So I could see that. But here again, an adult. This ref is in question of whether he should. Even, I mean, what in the? Yeah, I know it. it I don't want to be this judgmental type person. No, no, but it goes to it goes to a larger point of the idea of I mean, whether we're talking about respect on the field, for, you know, respect for adults, you know, from from children, you know, regardless of the age, and whether or not and this is sort of the the the, the source of it all, are we then as adults teaching our kids about the concept of respect? Respect Yes, I understand, and, 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 and I don't necessarily disagree that respect is one of those things that, yes, is, uh, is, is earned in many respects, mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. no, no pun intended. But at the same time, there is something to be said for, yes, when I don't get my way, I'm still going to act and have the character that, that, I, that, I, that I do when things are going my way. You know, I mean, the whole idea, you've probably heard this before, that your real character sort of comes out when nobody's looking. When nobody's looking. That's who you really are. Right. You know, kind of thing. Because it's an it's natural. Right. You're in the natural, when nobody's around, and if you're in the ball game, mm-hmm. you know, and this is kind of shameful for me, but when I would play basketball, sometimes my natural way of acting was aggressive mm-hmm. and trash-talking and – that but that was how I naturally was, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Well, and probably if I if I had to guess, because I didn't, and I didn't, I'm I'm not a sports guy. I I don't really, I didn't play when I was growing up or anything like that. I that's watch why a little I love bit. You, man. Of, uh, <laughs> thanks, brother. <laughs> uh, I I mean I I love baseball. I'm a baseball guy. That's that's kind of my go-to sport. But but it it it, it goes to the idea of sometimes we as parents and adults. We treat these kids that are out there on the field like they're playing professional ball. And I get I get it. High school football, that's high stakes, man. For a lot of schools and a lot of families, that's high stakes because that's, that's a gateway right into the, 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 the bigger leagues of college and of ultimately the NFL or wherever it is you're going. I get it. However, what does it say about the fact that when kids do that kind of thing, do we turn a blind eye? Do we... Do we take the time to to right? My my kid is a is a star. Mm-hmm. Okay, my right. kid's a star. Right, and I'm not saying that literally, but right. I know. My kid's a star. <laughs> Your kid I is a star. Though. He is a star. Yeah, I love that's it. Right. <laughs> He's also 15. <laughs> Josh's uh, Rich's sons close buddies. Yeah, they're buddies too. Close buddies. And uh, okay, so my kid is a star. And he does something silly, mm-hmm. which should cause – he acts out on the field or something of that nature, mm-hmm. and the coach pulls him off. 
am I going to be the parent that allows the coach to be able to do the discipline that he needs to do, or am I going to go out there or talk to the coach afterward and manipulate it right. to where he well, he still needs to play? Hey, listen, man, you do you got to do what you got to do because my son still needs to play. Yeah, because there's a scholarship maybe riding on this. Right. Where where do you draw the line? Where, where you, is that? Right. Yeah, where is the uh, – where is your thought of what is really going to help that kid? Mm-hmm. The moral side or you passing him through mm-hmm. and getting him – so then really it goes to show has he had that happen his whole life? Right. Have you just pushed him through, pushed him through, pushed him through? Sure. Well, God's Word doesn't teach that. No. Not and that's what's so awesome about the Bible is it teaches you, you and, it teaches you you've got to take you've you've got to to take the good, you gotta take the bad, you gotta you gotta to to be willing that I mean even I mean even in even in our sufferings we're to rejoice. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, even in the idea that that there are gonna be times when we've made bad decisions done things that we know that are wrong, things that we know that are sinful, can we accept the consequences of those choices? Because, look, God's not coming along going, well, look, you're a star. I mean, let's face it, you're, you're one of my star guys. I mean, you're out there every week. I mean, you're in the pulpit. You're preaching. I mean, you speak. You, you really, I mean, you talk the talk. I mean, I get it. I get it, right? You're a star. You are I mean, I can't the righteous really, man. I really can't afford to bench you. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Okay. So I tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to turn a blind eye to this. I'll in. let this one I'm going to let this one slide. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do anything but just keep on smiling, buddy. You just keep <laughs> I on. Got be- I'm, I'm, I got you. I'm the one. I'm going to. I'm going but to. But remember, I got you. But remember. Remember, you know, kind of thing. You, no culpability, no responsibility on your part. I'll take care of it kind of thing. God, look, don't get me wrong. God is gracious. God is merciful. Oh, God yeah. is forgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he sent his son. But the fact of the matter is God expects us to take responsibility for our own choices and our own actions. He really Amen. does. And, and really, this, this is part of what we're going to get into here in just a little bit in talking about the role of salvation in our lives. You know, so there, sort of a question that, that Matt and I, we've gotten a lot over the years as ministers of the gospel, is this idea of what do I need to do to attain salvation? What does the Bible say? And it's not, it's not you tell me, it's what does the Bible say about attaining salvation? What are all the pieces? What are all the parts to that? Because let me, let me be honest, there are a number of them. There's not just any one. The, one of the saddest things in the world to me is when people go to the Word, they pick one thing out and say, that's the, that's the magic key to salvation, that one thing. It's like, dude, you're, you're leaving a lot on the table. You're leaving a lot on the table. Um, and we're going to talk about all of those as we get uh, into into, but but it but it dovetails into, you know, this sort of dovetails from the from the conversation we've been having about these guys. The idea of are they willing to take responsibility for their actions? Are they willing to do what it was necessary? You've got now. You've got you know. And I don't know. Is this principal was he right in overruling the staff's decision about suspending that kid for one game? 
Maybe he needed to be suspended for a game. Maybe he didn't do anything wrong, but maybe it at least sends a signal that as, as the school, they're willing to go, you know what, we're not really 100% sure, and it's not that we're just punishing you for the sake of punishment, but we want to do the right thing here. And if suspending you for a game helps you and helps us and everybody you know, keeps on the up and up and it doesn't look like we're trying to game the system or whatever, then so be it. You know, kind of thing. And, and and I don't want to sound like I'm being judgmental on all these people. No, no, no. And the parents and the things of that. But what that what it brings up in your thinking is, you know, I think about a disciple. If you're a disciple of Christ, you're disciplined. Mm-hmm. And you're wanting it's right there in the word. I mean it's right yeah, it's it is the word. Right. So if you're disciplined in being a Christian, then that overspills into your whole lot, your family. Mm-hmm. The taking the higher road is Jesus' <laughs> motto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he yeah. was the higher road guy every time, every single time. I mean, to wash people's feet in that time, especially, mm-hmm. was nasty job. Yeah. And he's told Peter specifically, if I don't wash your feet, you ain't got no life. Yeah, you've got no part of me. <laughs> you got no part of no, me. No. So, you know, I I love ball so much. Mm-hmm. And, and these are just two isolated incidents from all the ball that's going on right now. Right. But it just brings the point of exactly what we're talking about tonight is are we – going to be disciplined enough to obey what God wants us to do. That's exactly right. Doing what is the right thing to do, not the easy thing to do, not just the thing that we want to have done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and and here's the thing, and this is where Matt and I will tell you, we're both dads. I can tell you, as a dad of three kids, I've messed that up more times than I care to admit. Oh, what you talking about? I mean, there has been, I, there have been times I've been standing in the living room just all but screaming at my children about, <laughs> why don't you ever do this and do that? And and then I stop for a second and I mm-hmm. and I realize, boy, I tell you what, that really is, that really takes the cake. I mean, you want to talk about leaving the 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 beam in your own eye, man. Mm-hmm. I'm you know smacking he, all three of them I'm, as you're turning. Exactly. Man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, did I knock you down? Sorry, yeah. I forgot to take that beam out. Sorry about that. Hey, by the way, how's that speck coming along over there? I mean, the right. the idea that's perfect. And and, and and it's it's it's, it's that it's story. it's that man in our lives. You know, we we. It's so easy sometimes to point at the other guy and go, it's your fault, it's your fault. And that's not what we're saying here. We're not pointing at any of these players or coaches or any of them. They, obviously, some of them have made bad decisions, and they need to own up to those, and they need to take responsibility for them, and they have to deal with the consequences of them. But the idea, And so do we. And so do, but so do we. The yeah. whole point is so do we. We're all responsible for the choices and the decisions we make. This Glenn Kiff, Cliff uh, football player – Obviously, it doesn't sound like a coach told him to do it. He made the decision on his own. Either if, if in fact, he did decide to run into the ref for whatever reason, he was in his way, he was upset with him, whatever. If, in fact, he made a deliberate decision to do it, he needs to deal with the consequences of that. And I, and I have to ask, by taking the suspension away from him, even though it was a one day, mm-hmm. by taking it away from him, are we doing our kids and society and as a whole any favors? By going, 
you know what, we're going to take that from you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just don't think that we are. I think it just it perpetuates a, um, a, 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 a mindset that says, I deserve what I want. I deserve to get whatever I want. And and that I mean, honestly, it, it really doesn't do anybody any good in, you know, to 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 just give in. To whatever the whim of the moment is, there's well, this the, it, the idea of self discipline and self control. It matters. Yes, it matters. I mean, when when you're trying to discipline your kids, sometimes you got to follow through with the discipline. Yeah, yeah. And Even I mean, it, the it, easy way out is to say, "No, nah, I'm just going to let you pass yeah, on that one." Yeah. And I think that sometimes you may be able to do that oh, and yeah. still prove the same point. Isn't there room, and we're going to talk about this, and isn't there, there room is. for grace and mercy in yes. there? Absolutely there is. Right. There's always And room. just like you said, is the so is the principle, you know. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Is, is there a consistency in, in the. In to the, let him off. Yeah. Well, and still teach the lesson. And still teach the lesson. Right, right. Yeah. So it, you know, it, well, I, you know, honestly, we could we could talk all all night long about the, you know these players and everything. We do want to get into our study uh, a, a little bit more. So uh, I tell you what, if you don't have it already, grab your Bibles. Uh, we're going to be looking at several passages tonight. We're actually going to continue this discussion here uh, that we've already started a little bit as we talk tonight about this idea of attaining salvation. And really, it does come down to something you said, which I think is very important, Matt. The idea of discipline are we disciplined enough and will we allow ourselves to be disciplined as disciples mm-hmm. to follow in God's steps and do what God says God says do this this is what I need to do and understand that God is yes doing something to me that that it is not me doing it for myself but I play a role I'm a participant mm-hmm. in my own salvation. I truly, truly am. We are on the field. Yeah, that's right. Playing the game. That's right. You better, you better perk up and play. Otherwise, you and gonna... be excited. Yeah. You know, I, people want to get down and not realize that being a disciple is the greatest thing you could ever be. Yep. I, I mean, I encourage anybody listening to be excited to be a Christian. Yeah. I mean, be excited for it your is, spirituality. Your yeah, be excited to see what God's word unfolds for you. Mm-hmm. And when it says do something, do it. Yeah, there, there's no reason to make a big deal about what God wants you to do unless mm-hmm. you just don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, and you really and 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 it goes back to doesn't it go back to if there are times in our lives where we read the scripture. And God says, this is what I expect of you. I expect this is the bar. I've set the bar. And if you say to, to God, well, I know you said it for everybody else, but not for me, right? Wink, wink. Nudge, right, you nudge, got You know, me, kind right? of thing, right? You got me I'm kind of thing. I'm that guy, right? Isn't that playing right back into that, that, um, uh, that mentality of I, I, I deserve to get what I want? I deserve it. I deserve to get it the way that I want it. You know, well, I tell you what, folks, we're going to take just a quick break. And when we come right back, we hope that you'll have your Bibles open and ready. We're going to jump right in and we're going to keep uh, keep on talking about um, salvation and discipline and all this good stuff uh, right after we come back.
Welcome back. Uh, Matt and I, we were talking a little bit in, in the break about the a couple of things that we, we said last time. And I, and I, I want to clarify just a moment before we get into our Bible study um, a little deeper tonight in that uh, we kind of we made a statement last time that we you know we weren't going to go cherry picking basically through the Bible pick a verse here pick a verse there pick a verse here pick a verse there and just throw it into the hopper and not really um, you know go into it we wanted to try to keep things within their context I want to clarify that because I want to tell you that in the midst of a Bible study, it can be tough to do. Matt and I realized that uh, there are probably going to be times that we're going to do that. And what we want to try to avoid when we say sort of cherry-picking is we want to avoid a situation where we are taking a verse out of context to make it say what we want it to say. We want the verse, if we take a verse and use a verse, and a verse only, from someplace else, other than the overall context, can the verse stand on its own and just simply say what it says? Uh, a perfect example of that is, and I was mentioning this uh, to Matt a second ago, a perfect example is John 3.16. John 3.16 is a verse that can stand on its own. The reason why I think it's one of the most beloved verses in all the Bible is because it does stand so well on its own. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That verse stands on its own. You don't need really, you know, much else beyond that to really understand the, the crux of what that verse is saying. God loved the world. He loved mankind enough to send his son. His son came, and his son died. And it was his only begotten son because God doesn't want anybody to perish. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? You know. Now, here's what's interesting, though. John 3.16 comes in the context of a chapter of Jesus talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, right? A Pharisee who comes to Jesus by night. And Jesus is teaching this Pharisee. He's teaching Nicodemus about what it means to be saved, yes, to be born of the Spirit, yes, to truly believe in Jesus Christ. And so while the verse, John 3.16, can stand on its own, you look at the context, and there's a whole lot of really rich material that's all around it. And that consists with the word believe. Yes. That really helps define what that verse is saying. And so, you know, we may periodically use a verse here or there, but we also want you to know that if we do that— um, we want to make sure that the verse stands on its own, that we're not telling you specifically what the verse says. We're just saying the verse, that we're not interpreting it in some way um, that the Bible didn't intend. And, you know, forgive us when we, I guess, forgive us when we, when we mess up, because we likely will at times. There's going to be times where we're probably going to say things wrong, and we, and we do. We understand that, that you're not sort of standing there with pitchforks and torches ready to, you know, Get them. Get them kind of thing. Um, we get that, and we appreciate that. But we wanted you to know uh, and kind of spend a, a moment and, and clarify that so that uh, there was no misunderstanding. So having said that, let's jump into and talk a little bit about what we started with. Mark chapter 16, verses 
where I started in 14, but really focusing on 15 and 16. This is at the end. This is Mark's um, uh, great commission. This is, this is the great commission that Jesus gave them. According to Mark, this is Mark's account. And Jesus makes a very important statement. He says, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Verses 15 and 16. Now, one of the questions, Matt, and you probably get this too from people, is uh, a question of, is there really, is, do all I need, does all I need to do in my life to attain salvation, do, do I only need to believe? Or do I only need to get baptized? Or do I only need to repent or whatever? Now, faith only tends to be the one that comes up a lot mm-hmm. in conversations like this. Um, and we're going to jump around a little bit and take a look at some scriptures that, that I think address this idea. Now, fair warning before we get started into this, we may not finish this discussion with this episode. We may spill over into the next one because this is a pretty broad subject. There's a lot of moving pieces to it. it so we want to give it its due diligence. So, If, if you want to be able to understand what this believe means— You've got to be able to see the story unfold. Yes. I mean, and to see that story unfold, you've got to be able to get into the scriptures in different areas and see what and build that, build it. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't get built, then you don't get the whole story. Yeah. You only get, like you said, the one part. When really there's a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. It's like an iceberg. It's the iceberg. It's, it's the, the iceberg. It's the whole iceberg. Exactly. You, you can see the, the you can see the tip of what we might call the tip of the iceberg, but everybody knows the bigger piece is down below that you usually can't see. Mm-hmm. That's what sunk the Titanic. That's what sunk it. <laughs> Was the stuff down below, right? <laughs> Rip through the hull kind of thing, right? right? The idea being, and the Bible is, in many respects, it's it's the iceberg. There there's a, there's a tip, but there's also something deeper below the surface, and you've got to look at all of it. You can't just look at part. You can't just look at the tip of the iceberg and go, oh well, that's all there is. If that's all there is, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. No, no. You've got to take the time to look at the whole iceberg, because what's down below that you don't see is usually bigger and meaner, and that's the thing that'll take you down. Because that's the piece you didn't, you didn't, you know. And this is why, to this part of the reason my, Matt and I started this podcast is because we see that there's a lot of biblical misinformation. People talking about the Bible, talking about Christianity, and yet somehow or other they seem to avoid the Bible when they talk about it. You know, let me tell you about the Bible. Uh, okay, well, where do you want me to turn and look at that? No, 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 let's just talk about it. No, 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 open it up. It's all there. The pieces are all there. Put the puzzle together. Now, for instance, I want to take you someplace. Galatians chapter 2. Let's, let's jump over there. Let's start our, our journey here and talk a little bit about what does Paul say about how we are justified? The, the, the idea of being justified, sanctified, the idea of, of being made complete as it, you know it's it's the old saying of what is justified mean it's 
just as if I'd never sinned, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's just so, it's such an easy way to remember what justification is. So it's it's taking you back to that completeness, that wholeness that God has always intended for all of us. So if you look in, Jan- in, in Galatians chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, let's talk about this idea of being justified by faith. Beginning in verse 15, notice what he says. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. By the way, let me set this up before we, we jump into this. The Galatian letter was written by Paul to address the fact that there were Jewish converts coming into the, into the church and Gentile converts coming into the church. And there were situations. There were situations that were coming up in that, for instance, Jews would try to force the, the, the covenant, the old law covenant uh, practice of circumcision, physical circumcision, on a Gentile saying, well, you, you're not really a Christian unless you're circumcised. And Paul addresses that actually in this letter by saying, no, 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 that's, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. It's not about physical circumcision. It's about spiritual circumcision, circumcision of the heart. And so in all of this, Paul is talking to both Jews and Gentiles who have converted to Christianity and now coming from two very different places. Jews coming, yes, from a place of a covenant relationship with God, Gentiles coming from a place of no relationship with God, paganism basically, coming now in and having to uh, fellowship together and be together un- under Christ, in Christ, under Christ. And how will they get along? You know, is one group going to force the other to do something? Uh, you know, are Gentiles going to try to force the Jews to behave in certain ways? Uh, Paul's trying to address all of that, saying, no, 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 you don't understand. Christ has He's, he's torn the wall down. There's no wall anymore, okay? So understand that's why you're going to see him sort of addressing both groups. So let's, let's begin again. Verse 15. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor, for through the law, I died to the law that, uh, so that I might live to God. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So what is he saying? Well, he's simply saying the law couldn't save you. The law could not save you. The law couldn't save you. And right up above that is where Paul opposes Peter to the face. Yeah, that's right. And even pulls Barnabas away. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and there's two key key brothers Mm -hmm. who are... A fellow apostle and a fellow worker in Christ. and a fellow worker who's an encourager, mm-hmm. was 
they were struggling with understanding there isn't that wall anymore. That's right. And it's it it's so parallel to right now, really, in mm-hmm. the world we live in, with so many different beliefs and people trying to bind things. This is very interesting. Uh, real quick, there's a guy in uh, a deacon that goes to is from Creve Hall, and he went to Africa. I don't know the details of the city and all that. Okay, but what had happened was. They were doing the Lord's Supper, okay? There's a, a richer or a more wealthy congregation in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And then there was littler congregations around the outskirts of the city that were a poorer congregation. So what these what the uh, wealthier congregation was doing was they were actually <clears throat> they were actually when they would take the Lord's Supper, they would sing a song. And when they would sing this song, they would say, if you didn't sing this song when you took the Lord's Supper, then you weren't a Christian. Interesting. And what they did was they were put, they were binding that on everybody else. And so when this deacon, bless his heart, he shows up and he has to be the one to fix the problem. Oh, well, the only way that he can fix the problem is... To go back to the Bible. Right. And here we are. It's just like the Jews and the Gentiles, just like nowadays. The only way that you're going to get the true answer of how to be pleasing to God and be obedient is through the Bible. Yeah, is go back to the Word. The idea that... And this... Paul wanted them to understand that Jews, you know, wanting the Jews to understand, you couldn't be saved by the law. You needed Christ, helping the Gentiles to understand, you too needed Christ. We all need Christ. We all need Everybody him. does. And yes, we are justified by faith, because by faith, we, in, we can, in fact, enter in to a relationship with God through Christ Jesus. I mean, we're not going to—the the fact of the matter is, it goes back to— what Jesus said in Mark chapter 15, 15 and, or 16, 15 and 16, where he said, He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Well, you're never going to be baptized if you don't believe. That's why he doesn't have to say and in the latter part of that verse, right. that's why he doesn't have to say, He who believes, he who does not believe and does not get baptized. He doesn't need to say, he Does not get baptized, because you're never going to be baptized if you don't believe. You're never going to have a relationship place. with God if you don't believe. Faith is a it's a linchpin to salvation. If you want to be saved, you got to believe. You've got to have faith. Now, faith is more than just me saying, "Well, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God." Oh yeah, I, I believe in I believe that there's an afterlife. I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. I believe in you name it. It's more than that. Faith is an outpouring. It's a, I tell people all the time, faith is a physical manifestation of the spiritual connection, the covenant relationship we have in Christ and, and with Christ. And part of the reason I know this is because from here, this, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about having to take more than just one single piece. Like if I just took... Like, you and I both know if I just took this one piece right here and I stopped here, 
then it could very easily come off that the only thing I would need in order to be saved, to be justified, if you will, is faith, right? But the problem is I can't stop here because there's more to the story than just faith. One of the things that, that I think is so important, and I've had this conversation with people a lot over the years, is that you do not find the term faith alone in a positive context in Scripture. You do find it in Scripture, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second, but it's not in the context of salvation by faith alone or faith only. When he was writing this letter, was he writing to Christians or non-Christians? You know, he was Mm -hmm. writing to the brethren. Right, exactly. So these are already people who have obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. So when he's talking to them a lot of the times... That's already understood, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes people don't take that into account. Right. He's talking to brothers and sisters in Christ already. Right. That have already given their lives to Christ. Given their lives to Christ that are already trying to. Mm -hmm. Now he's encouraging them more to do these things and remember the walls broke down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we all need Christ. Right. And you got Christ because you've. Because through your faith, you're uh, justified. Because, right. like you said, it's the it's the pen. It's the linchpin that puts it together. Yeah, it's the thing. Because that holds if it you together. believe it, you're gonna do it. Yeah. And I mean, if I'm kind of jumping ahead. No, no, no. You're right. It, and and it goes to and, and this really is one of my absolute favorite verses. It's. It's the verse down there uh, in uh, 20. twenty, where he says, "I've yes. been crucified with Christ." Absolutely. You know, it, it reads, and I always remember the way that the the I think it's NIV. the original the original King James yeah. states it, which is, "I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but, but Christ, Christ lives in me. me. Mm-hmm. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me." The idea that Paul was saying is, look, I gave my life to, to God through Christ. I was, I, through repentance, through, through confession, through baptism, through all of those things, and we're going to talk about all those, but through all of those things, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, but it started with my faith. And by faith, not only, not only do I live for him, but really, he now lives in me. Mm-hmm. It's not me anymore. Amen. You know, it's not you. You know, the, the the one of the most important things about our faith and about our Christianity and about our spirituality is when we accept Christ into our lives. When we accept that covenant relationship with God through Christ, we are saying, "Well, it's like the song we oftentimes sing in church: I'm mine no more. Mm-hmm. It's not about me anymore. It's about Christ living in me. Because I want I want the world to see Christ. I don't want the world. to I'm see I'm a me. disciple now. I'm a disciple. You know. Now, I love it. Yeah, now, let's jump over because he says something very interesting here that I think a lot of times, and again, you know, what did I say about context? If you just take this, you go, oh, well, works doesn't matter then. Because Paul, no, notice what he says. He says, uh, a person's not justified, verse 16, not justified by works, but notice he says, by works of the law. He uses that phrase several times, works of the law. Well, why am I bringing that up? Well, turn your Bibles over to James chapter 2. Let's take a look what James has to say. Now, remember, James 
James also an apostle, an elder in the church, brother of Jesus Christ, physical brother as well as spiritual brother. James chapter 2 then, James addresses the sort of flip side to the coin. So there's a flip side to the coin here. Notice what he says here, beginning in verse 14. James chapter 2, he says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead, is dead. But, verse 18, someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active among, uh, along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. Let me say that again. Faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works. Here it is. Here it is. Pay attention. Is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab, the prostitute justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. I love James. I love, I love James, man. The guy's listen, so practical. Listen in, in, to in, this 22 in the New American Standard. Mm -hmm. You see that faith was working with his works, mm -hmm. and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. Perfected. That's great. I love that. That's a great word. It I was mean, perfected. perfected. It's, it's, like, it's like two pieces of a whole. Now, obviously, there's more than two pieces, but let's, for the sake of, of argument for a moment, talk about faith and works as two pieces of the whole. Mm -hmm. You take, take a marriage, two pieces of a whole, right? Two people come, come together. My brother-in-law is getting ready to uh, be married in about two weeks. I'm going to perform the ceremony. And one of the things I'm going to say to him in the ceremony is that as you join together this union— that you are now no longer, you're always going to be unique individuals. But in marriage, you move from being just individuals to being a, a unit, a union. You're, you're, you're one, you're one flesh, you're one together. And you're looking out for the other's needs. You're now more perfect, you're more complete because of that union. You're, there's there's something more to it. I can tell you, I've been married for 20 years. I am more complete because of my wife. Mm -hmm. I feel, especially now after I've been married, we've been married for 20 years, been together for about 25. 
And I can tell you, when she's not around, when we don't see each other for a while, I begin to feel incomplete. I feel as if my, my, that other part of me isn't there. And you begin to feel that. Faith and works work in conjunction. They're perfected. And it's so important that we understand, again, that it wasn't the, you know, and he does, he says, the works of the law. But here he's, he's talking about the works as a result of your faith. What manifests itself as a result of the fact that I've been justified by faith. Mm -hmm. I've been made whole. I've been made complete. And now I want to, I want to, 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 to share that faith. I want, I, 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 but, but I know that I'm not everything that I can be until I take my faith and I put it into practice. It's the, the story is perfect with Abraham. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. And there's so much about Abraham and his belief and all that. But really, he believed and he did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and what he said is, we'll come back. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. We will be back because he, when Isaac asked him, where's the... Where's the sacrifice? Where's the sacrifice at? Abraham said, the Lord will provide. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not in that actual, I may be paraphrasing that, but. But that's what he said. That's what he said. The Lord and he had provide. he knew that. Sure. So what, so the application for this is, do I really believe that by Jesus coming and dying and resurrecting and all of that, do I really believe that I'm going to be right with God? Mm-hmm. And if I really do believe that, I want to show it. That's right. That's right. Oh, man, that's so good, it's, man. Uh, well, and it, it, it plays into something else that I think is sometimes so a misconception good. about the idea of, of you know, we understand that, that the Bible speaks to the idea of one not being able to earn their salvation. Exactly. But the fact that the Bible does, in fact, speak about our role and that we participate in our own salvation, which to me is what this is, mm-hmm. the idea of, of faith and works working in conjunction to be perfected, as the New American says, which I think is just a great oh, way man, of saying that. Oh, man, that's a great that. word, ain't it? Uh, uh, it's a, it's Terrific. I mean, it's it, it really describes the idea of of that wholeness, that completeness of what it is. I think intended to be in in God, in Christ, and that's what we're working towards. Meaning that I I, I think passages like this. Maybe I'm wrong, but what does the Bible say? Passages like this make it very clear to us that in fact we play a role. We are expected to do something, to play a put to to participate in our own covenant relationship with God from beginning to end. God's done his part. He sent his son. Jesus did his part. He died on the cross. He was raised again three days later. Let's why can't we have the sort of the honest discussion about, okay, if I want to be a disciple, doesn't that mean I have to do something? Rather than what oftentimes gets misconstrued as, well, all I got, all I have to do is believe, and then God will just take care of the rest from there. Well, but that's not what 
th- that's not what James is saying here. Even even the demons believe and shudder. Mm-hmm. So the demons believe, but they shudder because they don't want to obey. Yeah, yeah. They they know who Jesus is. It's the that's that's a great illustration of this. Abraham believed that God was going to provide. Right. He may have not been, he may have not known all the things that were going to come out of this, and I'm sure he was scared to death. I couldn't imagine taking my Isaac up on a mountain knowing that there is no lamb, and he really wants me to tie him up and cut him. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know what, I believe God's gotten me this far, and I understand what he that he loves me, and he's going to take care of me. I'm going to do it because the Lord's going to provide. Right. And by doing that, then he was justified. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's completely juxtaposed. The, cons- the, the, the story of Abraham and Isaac is completely juxtaposed to the statement about the demons. The demons believe, but they don't do anything about their belief. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. Yes, they all, that's what I was trying fact, to get to. In fact, uh, the only thing they do is shudder. You know, we all know what shuddering is, but that's not a. That's not you engaging in faith in that faith. That's why they don't make it. That's why they don't make it because they they choose. They know. I mean, in fact, throughout the gospel accounts, we see how many times do we see demons who recognize Jesus. They know who he is. Oh, and and bow down. Yeah, oh son of God. Yeah. Don't, whatever you do, don't 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 the the one who is the 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 legion uh demon who wanted to be cast into the pigs, you know? Don't don't cast us out. If anything cast us into the pigs kind of thing, you know. It, it, the idea of they believe but they don't do anything. He Whereas went Abraham, prostrate down. They they knew it. They knew exactly who he was and they feared him. Mhm. But they shudder. Yeah. They don't want to be obedient to and that's him. as far as it goes. Whereas Abraham, on the other hand, Abraham believed, and then he did something. He followed through. I'm, nobody's saying it's easy. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like sometimes we dupe ourselves into believing that, well, faith is just always going to be easy. No, I don't think that that's true. It may be an easy concept to understand or 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 even make sense in our mind, but I can tell you from personal experience, having faith and then following through on that faith can be a scary proposition mm-hmm. sometimes. It can be something that is just downright difficult because now I got to put, as the old now saying I gotta goes, repent. I gotta, I, yeah, I've got to actually do something. Yeah, now I got to actually change the way that I've been living mm-hmm. and not do that anymore. Right. Yeah, I not only have to do this. But I also have to not do this. Mm-hmm. I have to make a change, which is what repentance, of course, is. The idea of repentance is 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 one who takes and turns 180 degrees, and and says really to the Lord, not, um, I'm never going to sin again, Lord. That's not what repentance <laughs> is. Right. Repentance is I never want to sin again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want sin in my life. I. I I want to be changed. I want to be transformed. Well, I tell you, this rabbit hole goes really deep. We're not even we're not even close to being done. We got more to discuss. And I know we're kind of leaving you a little bit on a cliffhanger here. 
but there's more to the, to the discussion. And I want to encourage you. I want to take uh, encourage you to 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 look at a few other places. Uh, look over in Acts chapter 16. We're going to talk about Acts 16, 24, uh, 5 through 34, the Philippian jailer. Uh, I would encourage you to read uh, the second chapter of Acts. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal chapter, and certainly in the latter part, as after Peter preaches his sermon and the, the, the Jews who are listening to him say, what shall we do? How do we, how do we make this right? And, and Peter in Acts 2.38 saying, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Doing something. you got to do something. You know, they ask, what do we do? He said, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Uh, you know, 1 Peter 3, uh, chapter 3 is, is a great place to look as well. Romans chapter 6, there's some just varying places to, 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 to look at to show all these connections. Romans chapter 10. Another, uh, Read Abraham. Places. Read about Abraham. You know, go back and... And, and read the, the, the Genesis account about Abraham and Isaac and about what happened, him going up on the mountain. Um, all of these things play into the idea that, yes, by faith, I am justified, but I also have a responsibility to do something, to participate in my own salvation, I'm not saving myself because I can't do that. The Lord takes care of that one. But I have to be responsible to engage and participate and be, be a willing participant and say, well, I, I want to do something. I want to not do this because that's what I've always done, and, and I want to do this because that, that, that gets me into that relationship with God through Christ Jesus. So... All right, so uh, boy, I tell you what, it's it's been. I can't believe that our hour has sort of come and gone. Flew, um, oh, but flew by. But we're gonna po- also post some of these uh, scriptures that we've talked about. We're gonna post them on Facebook, Twitter, uh, fo- post them different places so you can get to them. Um, if you got questions and follow up and and about this before we get to our next episode, feel free. Again, you can reach us at heartheword.net. That'll take you right to our Facebook page. Uh, you can post your comments right on the page. You can send us a private message there as well. Uh, you can reach us uh, through Twitter, at HTWord, uh, and tweet uh, to us. Be sure to use the hashtag uh, HTWPodcast. Uh, if you use that hashtag, we can search for it, and then we can, we can find all the questions that, that, are, uh, that have that hashtag, and we can then, uh, then read those. Uh, you, again, feel free to email us. Um, let us pray at um, uh, heartheword.net. Uh, send us your prayer requests there too, uh, but also send us your questions. Let us know. We're not done with this, so hang on, hold on. I promise we're going to finish the discussion. But we wanted to give you some get get us started, and and uh, and get us heading in the right direction. This here. discussion could go two or three episodes. Oh, easily, because there's so much to it, and there's so and many I different think pieces. That, that, and I think that that's great because if. This is what you have to know to be a disciple, mm-hmm. to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and to understand this thoroughly is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Because you can't go and tell anybody else if you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by, and the, hearing word. by the Word of God, yeah. Romans ten seventeen. So I, 
Rich, I love you, my brother. Love and too, I am man. so excited about this, and I am so excited for people to open their Bibles. And if you, whatever we've said tonight, if it bothers you or you have a situation with it, post it. Ask a question. Talk about it. Make the comment, and, and we'll address that, and we'll talk about that and, and try to make it more clear or whatever we have to do to make that right. But this is the most important thing that you could ever do in your life is apply God's Word to your life. That's right. That's oh, right. man. And, and I mean, there's nothing more important than hearing the Word. I'm just a glad that I'm a part of this. Yeah. And and we and again we really appreciate everybody that's listened to the podcast and and for all of you who have uh, given us feedback we want to keep we want we want to hear it we re, we really do we're we're big boys we know that 100 percent of the people aren't going to agree 100 percent of the time but you know what we're hoping that together as we're taking this journey that maybe we're clarifying some things for you maybe maybe we're helping you to be able to clarify it for somebody else you know. But the idea is if we can point you back to the Word, and, and again, you know, dis, a discussion like this is, can go on for a little while because there's so many different places to point to. And a, as we put these things into context and connect all the dots, um, you know, we, first of all, we pray that, that we're, doing, we're doing it justice and really that, that God in His way is working through us to, to make sure that that, that, that that is in fact happening. Um, but certainly as we point you back to the word, we, you know, we, we want you, that's where we ultimately want you to go. Don't just listen to us. Make sure that what we're saying is a reflection of what you're seeing here in the word. If you want a Bible study, hit us up. Yeah. Let us know. Heartheword.net. Let us know. Please. We, that is what we love to do Mm -hmm. is do a Bible study with you. If, if you are wondering about becoming a Christian, what it means to become a Christian, which is exactly what we're talking about right here. But if you want to get more personal, and we will find a way to get to you wherever mm-hmm. you're at. We there is plenty of brothers and sisters in this in this brotherhood right here. This right. this is the Lord's church, and we will get somebody to you that will give you the truth. Heartheword.net. Remember that and be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to, as we always do, uh, and as we always want to, we want to end our time on a prayer. And um, and we want to talk just for a brief moment about prayer requests. Uh, Matt, is there any, uh, any particular prayer requests or anything that uh, you want to... Uh, uh, put out on the table uh, for us to pray for tonight. Yeah, I'd like to just continue to pray for one of our elders, Charlie Groves. Mm-hmm. He's he's home and he's doing better, but he's still uh, not doing too well. And uh, I got a, another la- two ladies, uh, Joyce White and Dorothy Trammell. They're Dorothy Trammell still. I'm not sure if she's in or out of the hospital right now, but she's still not doing too well. Joyce White is at home, but she's uh, still kind of recovering. She sure. fell and hurt her head and okay. just a lot of stuff with them. You know, I, the main prayer that I want us to focus on maybe is our country. Mm-hmm. And just to get back to those principles that were established when we became this nation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was God-oriented. It was fear God and do 
what he wants us to do. And I'm not saying that it's totally gone. I'm not saying that by any means. But I don't want us to steer so far away that we miss out on what the blessings that God has for those who obey his commands. You know, and it's – I just love this country. I love America. But I I see – I'm sad when I see stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sad that people don't want to do – God's will and could care less. Right, right. And 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 seem to have missed out on the fact that they are a special creation of oh, God's. Yes, amen. That was created for a special purpose. Mm-hmm, for that, a special purpose. I mean, he he created every one of us with that special purpose to yes, have a relationship with him. And you know, it's more than you know, I heard somebody this week say something and I thought it was so well put. Uh, they made the comment that, you know, a lot of times as Christians, we get so focused on going to heaven, going to heaven, going to heaven. Don't get me wrong. I want to go to heaven. But really, our Christianity, our spiritual journey is more about, it's it's really more than just getting to heaven. It's about being with God for all eternity. Hmm. That's what heaven is really all about. You know, heaven is not just the the, 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 you I know, get to go there and do whatever yay, I want. You know, it's a big party, you know, kind of thing. It, it, there's, there's a real meaning and depth of meaning behind what that means. That's we're home, you know, and that we're aiming towards being home with our Father. The family is finally together for all eternity, the way that God always wanted it to be, and 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 wants it to be, and which is exactly why He pursues us, I believe, every day. And so. Um, I, I appreciate that 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 thought uh, in particular about our country because you know we've all we all have our role to play in making sure that we're you know we're being the people of God that we ought to planting be planting seeds and planting seeds that's right um, I I want uh, really just just to pray for uh, uh, just a, a couple of things one uh, we've got a lady at at, at our church her her name is uh, is is Pauline Martin and she. Um, she's been diagnosed with, with cancer, but she's uh, she's doing okay. Um, uh, but you know, it's it is a it, it is a cancer that's eventually probably going to unfortunately take her life. Um, but they're working with her and they're they're doing their best to help her out in the time that she's got left. And and in particular, I just pray for her her pain and and that she's comforted. Uh, she's a, she's a good Christian woman who truly loves God and Christ and. And uh, has I know influenced her family for for good and for him, and uh, we want to pray for her. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about this week too, at the the risk of just keeping this thing going because I'm loving it so much, um, is uh, is the idea of uh, you know I'm I, I'm trying to have a better attitude about my own compassion and my own um, uh, gracious attitude towards others. You know, it's so easy to get kind of caught up. I think the world a lot of times. You know, again, kind of going back to what we talked about, about the situation with the refs and those football players and stuff, you know, of adopting and, and adapting a mentality sometimes of, of you know, I, I should get what I want to get kind of thing. And and when life um, doesn't work out the way we want to, we can get, you know, it's real easy to get upset and, 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 and play the victim and – but the reality is, you know, this this world needs – in order for really for us to help bring the loss to God through Christ, it requires compassion. It requires grace. It requires mercy. It requires faith. It requires a, a deep love and the kind of love, really, that God showed for us first. And um, Seasoned you know, so, with salt. Seasoned with salt. 
And that's, you know, we want, uh, I, I want to pray that, that all of us do a better job at that, that it's not just standing off. And that's one of the things that with, hopefully you're seeing with this, that we're not standing off and pointing fingers at other people going, well, they're just wrong. No, no, no. We're pointing to the Bible saying, this is what's right. You know, this is how we want to live. This is, this is God's word. We trust it. We believe it. And, and, and we want to follow, fall in line, you know, with it because we, we trust that God is leading us home. And, and, and we know that it's all done through his love and through his compassion for us. He really, truly loves us. And, and let that spill over in, into our lives as we, uh, as we share the word uh, with others as well. Well, uh, um, well, let's take a moment. And, uh, and Matt, if you would, uh, lead our, our thoughts and minds in, in prayer as we close out. Our most holy Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all your blessings that you bless us with, both spiritual and physical, Father. We thank you for your church that you established. We thank you for the kingdom that we get to be a part of. Father, we have these prayer requests that we lift up to you. We pray that you will help each one of them in their lives to look to you for strength, for encouragement. And Father, we pray that we will be the encouragement to them, that we will be able to reach out and love them. And Father, we pray that you will heal them. We know that you are a God who can do all things and we believe that, and we believe that if it be your will, you will heal them. But, Father, we always want to strive to do your will. We know that our nation is drifting away from you, drifting away from the things that you want us to do. And, Father, we pray that you will allow us Christians, your children, to be the ones to bring this nation back to you, Father. Father, as we go this night, we pray that this podcast will affect somebody's life in a way that they will look to you and want to become one of your kids if they're not, Father. And if they are a child of yours and they've drifted away, that they'll want to make it right and become a part of your family. Just like Rich said earlier, we get to be a part of something that is not of this world, Father. And let us be excited to love you more and want to do the things that please you, Father, because we love you so much. Thank you for Jesus and thank you for what he did. We love him so much and we know that he loves us. Father, just guide us and protect us. Be with our young people allow these young Christians to teach their kids the right way to be. Father, we love you, and we thank you for all that you give us again, Lord. And we ask all these things in your son's most holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, well, thanks you. thanks again for, for joining us for this episode. Hear the word, baby. I mean, it's it's... It's probably been it's been an epic episode in many respects, and in, in probably the length and, and the breadth of it. But uh, <laughs> but we've got more. We've got more, and we're excited about this. And we hope you hear our excitement. We hope that you'll join us 
Um, we're, we promise we're, we're, we're not going to, we're going to try really hard not to go two more weeks before we release another one. We really are trying to get these done every week. We as, will as get there. I promise. We, we will get there. Uh, give us time. And you'll and please. be loving it and loving it and we'll be loving it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, I tell you what, we, <laughs> I we hope just, y'all love yeah. it. <laughs> we, uh, we just appreciate everybody so much. And, um, but uh, please, in the meantime, join us, uh, visit us at heartheword.net. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, give us your, your comments, your questions. We would love to hear from you. We really, truly appreciate it. But in the meantime, until next time, please keep cracking those words open. Please keep reading them, hearing them every day, and following them through, uh, through Jesus Christ. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.